Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stancy, Ro Moran, Chino Liao, and Emil ASH. We've got a packed house. We're also streaming one fourth of the show on TikTok at Wrestling 2 Pod. Thank you, Ro. We're always trying new things and innovating right here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So, as JK is mentioning in the comments, we're so proud to be your Thursday night tradition here in um, you know here in the Philippines or uh, in whatever part of the world you're at. Just the first few minutes of the show, because I can't do this at the same time. Like they'll, they'll only be hearing one fourth of the conversation. So uh, after we hit the twenty-five minute threshold, and after I promote the SummerSlam viewing party, I will close the TikTok uh, special. All right. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. As Ro mentioned, SummerSlam is happening this weekend, the biggest party of the summer for the WWE and for the Western part of the world. Whereas for us, uh, clearly maulan na. So it's uh, not summer at all in our part of the world. But uh, it's the one day of the year, the one time of the year where it's acceptable for me to bust out my SummerSlam t-shirt. And it's one of the rare times that we get together as a wrestling community and convene for a viewing party. So how about uh, we promote the viewing party at Skinny Mike's one last time for our listeners? All right, guys. As you know, Sempre SummerSlam now on Sunday morning, Manila time. So if you want to watch it, if you're in Manila, if you're watching this on TikTok Live, if you're in Manila as well, and you want to watch SummerSlam 2023 with a bunch of wrestling fans and fanatics and maybe cosplayers, who knows? Who knows who's going to be there? Uh, we'll also be there with our friends from uh, Geek Talk PH, the Galactic Shark, and uh, Legend Dennis, and a whole bunch of other uh, Geek Talk PH um, luminaries will be there to watch the show. Geek Talk PH because has become a big wrestling fandom as of now. Dati kami lang nina Del Rosario's, and now uh, it's a whole bunch of people now taking over the chat with wrestling. But yes, uh, we'll be there to watch um, 
main event Jey Uso go up against the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns uh, for the Uwu Championship. We'll go. Uh, we'll watch um, Seth Rollins defend his title from Finn Balor and you know the guy who's trying to make him a seven year bitch and all that other good stuff. There's also a battle royal in which people want LA Knight to win. So there's that as well. So if you want to catch all of that. Uh, please join us at the SummerSlam watch party over at Skinny Mike Sports Bar in Bonifacio Global City. Um, online tickets are no longer being sold. I'm so sorry if you missed it. The, uh, the last day was on August 1 officially because late next But uh, you can still get your tickets at the door. It's only 500 pesos. Uh, gates open at 6.30 a.m. You, you want to be there early because you want to get your spot at the bar. Um Previous uh, prior experience will you know will tell you that the the tables fill up pretty easily, uh, no joke, and especially uh, during big pay per view season. So please go and check that out. Uh, that five hundred pesos will also net you a free drink and also um, automatic entry to our raffle. I forgot to mention before that we do have a raffle. Uh, we'll be giving away some uh, uh, an action figure and some shirts from our friends at Everybody's Toys and Collectibles. So yeah. It's another incentive for you to try and join us. So please go check that out at Skinny Mike Sports Bar BGC. But also, if that is too far from you, if you live in the north and you want to get to somewhere a little closer, uh, our friends at Hobby Stadium will also be holding a SummerSlam watch party of their own. It's free, uh, but please, let's support their business. They're getting coffee, they're getting drinks, they're getting food. Breakfast is great over there. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be at the hobby stadium uh, viewing party. Uh, yeah, yes. So if you guys want to just Yeah, so if you want to say hi to Chino for whatever. <laughs> uh, representing the podcast uh, yeah. in my neck of the woods here. So please, guys, come out and support yep. both venues if you can. You know, if it's more convenient for you to be in the north, then be in the north. Wherever you are in Metro Manila, there is no reason for you to miss out on a SummerSlam viewing party. Yeah, so there's a bunch of viewing parties for you anywhere you are in the north or in the south or in the central area of Metro Manila. So please, let's hang out. Let's watch the show and let's all have fun. Maybe we'll be surprised pleasantly at the events of the show. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who will be at the viewing party for the first time, we'll have Tagalog commentary pumping through the speakers at an actual sports bar in the Philippines. So uh, thank you to... Thank you to Ro for figuring that stuff out. And they'll be setting everything up over at Skinny Mike's this Sunday. Uh, we've also got to let you know that we have a growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community, which will come in handy because there's another big show happening at the end of the month. So, Emil, why don't you let the people know what's happening over on Patreon? All right. So if you want to join that growing community, all you have to do is subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for only five dollars or in local currency it's around 270 280 pesos so like stan said uh, here we will have uh, we do have the watch parties and uh, the next uh, aside from SummerSlam this month as well we will have uh the the all in aw all in uh and all out as well so all the same week lang sila. and um so you could join our watch party on over in discord and you can also interact with us over in discord you can talk to us about anything wrestling memes sports music anything and uh, everything under the sun also uh there's some other perks as well if you join our patreon of course we have our pasabais so if you want to get your authentic wrestling merch 
WWE, AEW, or any other wrestling merch that you want, you can get it through us. And you can also enjoy the review content of the weekly wrestling shows uh, like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite Collision, and some uh, local uh, wrestling events as well, courtesy of Rowan ASH. And uh, by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the podcast. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast for only $5. All right. Thank you very much, Emil. Great to have everybody back, or almost everybody, because he's Rowan. He's back in school. Chino's back from uh, mounting events. Uh, Emil is back with a reliable internet connection in Metro Manila, and I'm back from Asia Basket coverage. So let's get this thing rolling, and let's start off with some AEW talk. And we're going to uh, kick things off with Dynamite 200, which happened this morning, Manila time. So uh, how about we compare things first, since medyo retrospective din naman yung approach nila with celebrating the 200th episode of Dynamite. Maybe we can compare uh, how you thought of Dynamite when it started in 2019 versus what Dynamite has become today. Let's start with you, Chino. What do you think about uh, Dynamite 200? It was, uh, first, doon muna tayo sa comparison. Original Dynamite, the Dynamite that first aired for however many years ago already, was promised a lot of things to us. It promised an alternative to the WWE. It promised to, to, to change the wrestling landscape here. I don't necessarily know kung nagawa ba nila yun. Uh, I, I can't really say, gun to my head, I can't really say kung Nabago ba nila wrestling landscape? Yes, I guess na-hire nila lahat ng mga umayaw sa WWE. And that's a good thing. These wrestlers need jobs. But then at the same time, I still don't think that they are the status quo that they think they are. Na nakapag-dicta pa rin sila ng, in the manner that Tony Khan thinks he can. So I still feel like it's pretty... Most of the time, Dynamite has been pretty mid for me. Other AEW products, not so much. But Dynamite, because it has to be at par with Collision now and then Rampage before, and then all the, you know, they used to have all these YouTube shows. Parang dumating na siya sa point na hindi na siya as must-watch as it once was. So, I don't know, man. That's just what I, how I'm feeling about the current Dynamite. On its own, I I rather I'm more excited for Collision at this point because the matches were uh, the match quality is a lot better for me. But you know, Dynamite is still Dynamite. It was the, it was the first one to break ground, mm-hmm. uh, Let's say hi to Kurt Jimenez of MWF, one of my stablemates over in uh, the Auto Plata Mata faction. Thanks for tuning in, bud. Uh, Ikaw, Emil, what do you think about uh, Dynamite 200 versus the very first episode, all the way back in 2019? Very. Dynamite, very different na siya compared to what it was when it started. Kasi before, it was the only it was the only show they have. So before, there's this must-watch, you know, this much-watch feel of every Dynamite because every big match will always be, will always happen on Dynamite. Especially back then na yung pay-per-views, or, I mean, even now yung pay-per-views, it comes once in three months. So as much as much as possible, DK was trying to to pack as much great matches on TV as much as he can. And then now that we have Rampage and Collision, may mga weeks na you could afford to miss Dynamite, pero ane, pero they there's still uh, may mga bangers pa every every once in a while. And um, I did notice na before 
there used to be a great balance of uh, segments, video vignettes, and then matches. Pero since like 2022, where the roster was mas parang bloated na siya, there were there are some dynamites where it felt like it's it was a super in uh, it's a indie super card. Now it's match after match after match after match, and yun yung mga weeks na na feel ko it it's not as parang na naboboring ako because ane because a normal TV like episode of wrestling it's a great mix of everything talaga not just matches because yung mga full of matches they should be reserved for for pay per views or special events so but it's still great na four years later dynamite is still going strong and um nagano na sila lumipat na sila ng network they're now in a network where mas madami ng tao nakapanood sa kanila every week no they're and still that, on the same network just a different channel we oh, have yeah, to make that clear different channel oh. <laughs> different Our channel EBS where yes studio 23 parang ganun yeah they, na mas madami nang nakapanood sa kanila every week so Mm. I'm glad you said that, yung variety of the segments, because there was a time uh, with early Dynamite that it was so hard for me to watch just because parang sobrang breakneck uh, pace. Siya. Like, match, segment, segment, interview, match, match, parang wala siyang breathing room. And I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I uh, that was one of my early criticisms of the show and the viewing experience. Parang nakakapagod siya and you don't absorb anything because everything was right in your face and was happening all, all at once with no uh, wiggle room or breathing room. Igaro, uh, did you notice any big improvement or decline with Dynamite 200 compared to Dynamite uh, in its early days? Saying hey first to our big boss, Boss Ron. What up, man? Uh, thank you for tuning in. You could have hey. said you were jumping in. We could have put you on, you know. Uh, What's up, boss? Uh, okay, a lot of interesting points brought up by both you guys and the chat. First, I want to address Leo. He uh, said after seeing the book women's wrestling, women's division better sign from last week. Uh, Tony Khan just made a women's championship match the main event. He didn't add another another women's match on the show. So he he thinks he's but I, I can see what he's doing. Because he's been doing that a lot lately. Uh, he thinks that he can get away with the token women's match if it's the main event. He did that on Rampage, he did that on ROH. So no, he's not slick. Uh it's not, it's still something that he needs to work on. Because you know, uh it's not something that you should take like if WWE can put on one more than one women's match every night. There's no reason for you not to. All right. Um, a lot of things that were said. Um, Emil mentioned that it was an indie super card. Uh, I actually agree. Uh, if you guys are, well, okay, I know that you guys read the reviews, but I did write a little while back that I kind of figured out what Dynamite really was. It really is. Uh, Tony Khan really books it as a uh, really nice independent wrestling super card. And there was a point where I said, no, maybe he's just book it that way. You know, just put on matches for the sake of having matches and not for the sake of having stories. I say it makes more sense and it leaves him, uh, it leaves him little room for telling bad stories if you just put on matches every week. Because sometimes that's what happens, you know. When you fucking put Pac versus Gravity on a card as a joke, you might as well be doing that. <laughs> so, um, as for the difference between now and then, yeah, um, the addition of extra shows has definitely helped yung, um, yung pacing ng segments on Dynamite. But uh, it's it's better paced now than it was before. So, um, but Shemper, uh, Chino's right. It's also not as story-heavy as, as Collision is. So I have thoughts about um, how Collision is. We'll get to that later, but 
on the most part, Dynamite is still Dynamite. And if you like it for what it is, it's not that much unchanged. All right. Uh, just to answer Boss Ron's question here in the comments, is the JAS done? Uh, we're about to find out by next week because we're no meeting si Daddy Magic of all people. So uh, that should be something to keep our eyes out for uh, for Dynamite 201. Uh, let's talk about the women's division because there was a big change at the end of the show after the token women's match. Hikaru Shida has become the AEW Women's World Champion. Emil, this really throws a wrench into uh, no, uh, the plans heading into All In because a lot of people were speculating we were going to get uh, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. But now reports are coming out that Jamie Hayter is reportedly more injured than everyone expected. So we might not get Jamie uh, Hayter versus Tony Storm at All In. Yeah, it's unfortunate because it should have it been like a hometown hero's welcome for Jamie Hayter. But... Unfortunately, injuries do happen, and uh, it sucks. Now she's still not going to be cleared by the time all in. Uh, by the time all in, nasa all in. And but honestly, um, I'm fine if Jamie uh, is isn't cleared. I'm fine. Na they gave the ball to Shida because um, they they need they need uh, they need something to refresh the women's division, and she's an old reliable. Like uh, one of the best talents uh, in their division, so build the division around her. I guess you know maybe I'll give TK again one more chance to maybe fix uh, the women's division booking. And giving Sheeta the title is, siguro it's a good first step in the right direction for me. I don't think you can fix an entire division and its booking just by making yeah. one person champion. That being said, I think uh, making Sheeta the champion is a great acknowledgement of what she did during pandemic era or the lockdown era where uh, she won the championship in front of zero fans and had to carry that title and the division for an entire year. So, uh, Chino, what does that tell you? It's telling me that they're giving her the Drew McIntyre rub, right? A thank you. Sort of, sort of, to Shida and all she's done for the company. She really told the line during the pandemic. And while I understand that the Jamie Hater situation is unfortunate, it also provides opportunity for people in the same spotlight to step up. The Balexi, we're talking about a London show, Sareas, right there. I don't know if she can, she can wrestle the championship match. But hey, she's right there. She's also she is also British. Right? Make her do the thing and maybe lose to Sheeta. Right? Make it convincing. Make the give the fans what they want and check all the boxes in terms of you know a women's match. The problem is uh, even if this was the this was the a game changing match that everybody wanted, it was also too little too late. Because again, we only got this one match at the very end. Of dynamite, it's still a disservice to the women 200 shows in. So, parang, I don't really know how invested somebody can be in a women's match. Go your women's match, you know, go on bathroom big match. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Road tries to fix his internet, let's address the announcement that the elite made during dynamite 200, and that is that all of them. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, even Hangman, they've all re-signed with AEW and Kenny even hinted at appearing on Collision. Now, maybe that last part, he's just teasing us, right? Uh, and we have more thoughts on Collision, which we can get to in the audio-only version. But uh, this is huge because there were rumors for weeks that WWE was making an active play at Kenny Omega. So, Chino, what do you think about this development, especially since the promotion is literally named All Elite Wrestling? 
good for them because the 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 main dude that really started the ball moving actually ended up moving to the WWE side of things. And I don't really know how much Cody Rhodes had to do with the Kenny, Kenny Omega fishing situation here. Pero the fact that the elite are staying in AEW just means that AEW gets to keep its franchise talent. The, the, the talent that people actually started watching AEW for, the people who fought for this company to be a thing, the battle who courted Tony Khan and asked the people to care about their side of the wrestling product. So at least they were able to stand by their uh their 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 uh their beginnings the where they where they kicked things off where they wanted to do things differently. Because for me by by for me, if Kenny Omega ends up leaving AEW, just the WWE, I'll feel the same way as Cody Rhodes, as I did when Cody Rhodes jumped ship. So for me, the fact that they, the elite decided to stay where they are and really push their product a little bit further just goes to show that the, the, the dedication sorry, that they have uh, for AEW. If you guys watch the documentary on Cody Rhodes, which is now out on Peacock or wherever the high seas you sail, uh, you'll uh, hear Cody actually address the departure from AEW. He doesn't get into the specifics. He only mentions that it was a personal issue. Uh, but Ikaw, Emil, uh, does that affect you? Does that affect your fandom of Cody Rhodes? You said you helped start this place and now you left. So will that affect how you would have seen Kenny or the Young Bucks or Hangman if they jumped ship? Yeah, definitely. Because, again, the the E in AEW stands for the Elite. And uh, that's going to be a really big piece uh, since they're the ones who started it they're the ones who who's been there day one. This is their vision. So if they if they let if they leave, it's gonna be a different company. It's gonna be a different show without them. So um, it's good actually that they stayed put because they they have a home there and they are the franchise players there. So so parang mas okay na yon kesa if they go on to WWE and just be Another one of of the talents there instead of the product focusing in, you know, focusing in on them that you know the the program or everything centers around the elite. The big storyline centers around the elite. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 a good move for for them. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sabini Mikey, one of our OG friends and guests on the pod, he's hey, in the comments. Mikey. He says. Hey. Hey, they could have just been paid a lot of money, which uh naman, diba? Especially yeah. in a world like this where we all sell our talents and skills to the highest bidder. I don't think there's anything wrong with going to the yeah. highest bidder. Like, why does he make it sound like Malion? At the end of the day, maybe it did just come down to a figure. They, <laughs> nah, yeah. they agreed on an amount, they got the amount that they wanted, and they stayed. But at the same time, as fans, you're also trying to think that there's integrity tong taong sinosuportahan mo, diba? Because you supported this guys, these guys rather at the beginning of AEW. So, of course, when he's back, he'll be disheartened. 
Diba? Yes, it's a money matter. Of course, if if you look at it that way, then everything is a is a money matter. But at the it end of the day, it absolutely is. Yeah. Diba? At the end of the day, you also want to think that the people who started AEW also want to see AEW through. Otherwise, magbubuwalang silang pera, and and that's what we don't want as fans. Well, the reality is that brand loyalty is really some fabricated concept. Even some uh, careers, natin, diba? like a lot of you will join a company and say, oh, this is my work family, this is my second home. But in reality, if some shit goes down or if you get a better offer, you're bailing and you're, talk- and you're jumping ship to whichever company pays you more. So um, it, it's just something to think about when you consider, uh, oh, is this person going to stay loyal with promotion X and X or whatever. Right? So just something to chew on for everybody here. Uh, let's say hi to Mon, the man who dunked on the PBA. Thank you and good morning. Um, okay, uh, more AEW talk here. Let's talk about MJF and Adam Cole, baby. So in collision, uh, there was the, the swerve that a lot of people didn't expect, which was that MJF would not turn on Adam Cole. And now it seems like they are actual friends now. And MJF even uh, told stories about his ADD and how he also has all these syndromes which affect the way that he uh, deals with people. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I actually appreciate this origin story out of so many other origin stories in MJF because now at least the goal is to make him more endearing. The goal is to sympathize with someone who is self-admittedly a douchebag, about their own scumbag. So Emil, what did you think of this development? It is so nice to finally see MJF. Uh, this new MJF that we just saw on Dynamite earlier. Because, again, you know, um, this this has been my main complaint about MJF since last year. Na I so want him to have some character development for once, and instead of just reverting back to his his heelish ways, na. Let's admit, he's a great heel, pero na kasawa na din eh. We want something new. We want to see the human side of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And I'm glad that uh, even though I still have my doubts, I still have my doubts as to whether this is a sincere turn or maybe this is a swerve, but it's seeing what we saw, it's a nice change of pace. Uh, Chino, we've got the match. We've got the main event for All In. They already signed their contract in the middle of the ring for everyone. MJF versus Adam Cole. What do you smell coming out of this? I want to be optimistic like Emil here and say that, yes, it's all roses from here on out. We're going to get a face MJF na acknowledging yung mali niya as a person and, and it's a thing that we want to see in 2023. But at the same time, we're talking about AEW here. We started the show dunking on Dynamite, essentially. Right? Like they like pinpointing why what what dynamite hasn't changed in the three, four years it's been on air. So with that said, I don't put it past Tony Khan to work us with MJF. I don't put it past MJF to work us with a swerve here. as fans yung gusto natin with MJF being this this new life-changing character self, then good. That's fine. That's great. You get what you want. But this is AEW, a product that still hasn't found its footing because the leader nila is wishy-washy. So if that's the case wow. from here, it's true, man. It's true. There are plenty of examples if you listen to the previous episodes of this podcast. So if you fallback, then you know, fool me once, shame on you. But fool me 
500 times? I don't know, man. It's like, I have to wait and see at this point. My favorite part out of the MJF and Adam Cole hug is how Roderick Strong was in the background being a little bitch and throwing things around. <laughs> Showing Arthur Fist, that meme. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I love it so much. Na, na ang nakakatawa dito si Roddy parang para siyang inichapwerang friend eh. and then if, yes. if MJF does turn on Adam Cole will Roddy be the, the I like I told you so friend is he is that his role now making pakialam meron siya dun sa friendship ng dalawang tao because if it is it'll be hilarious or angry bitchy Roddy could be the one to turn Adam Cole back to the dark side pwede din yun Right? Because as we know from Adam Cole's WWE career, his face turns have never really lasted long. I actually agree. I actually would be more interested in that. Because we are focused on MJF because we haven't seen this side of him ever. Right? But Adam Cole, we know, is capable of playing both sides of the coin. So if that's what we get, then I'll be more interested in this rivalry. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, one last AEW thing before we move on to WWE. Let's talk about the uh, what CM Punk calls the Real World Championship or what some fans on the internet have now called the AEWX World Championship. So, Emil, does AEW even need two official world titles and should they have two world titles? Um, honestly, the only way I could see two world titles being justified is, again, if there's going to be a hard brand split down the line in which there's gonna be a separate roster even even though to, even though ngayon medyo nakikita na natin siya na wrestlers who are appearing on collision they're not really appearing on dynamite anymore so pero I'm still leaning on that the two world titles thing can only be valid pag nagkaroon ng hard brand split just like Braun and Smackdown in the WWE kasi ani so because if they're going to be two separate rosters. Tapat may sarili din silang world championship na for wrestlers to, to fight for. So unless, if they're not going to do that, then I don't think they they should have two world titles. All right. Ikaw, Chino, what did you think about CM Punk bringing the, uh, his his world championship and putting the X on it? It's it's another Punk thing that that he tries to get his way with again, yet again. Because Collision is essentially his show, right? Collision is essentially his show. He might as well start booking the show his way. And now we get another promo with him putting out this new title. I don't think AEW needs a second world championship. I think this is just them trying to do a WWE-ism. But if this is where it's headed, then I agree with Emil here and say, I want to see a, a definitive, concrete, a brand split. Kasi kung dalawa lang din yan, kasi lahat pwede, then what, what happens to the secondary title? Diba? Does it get relegated again to a mid-card title? Which is the greater title if they're supposed to be on equal footing? Then which is the one that we're supposed to watch? Madami pa, masyado pang working waters for them to bring in a secondary world, world title without a definite brand split. Yeah, even if uh, ganun ka bloated yung roster ng AEW, like Emil, don't you think now with all of the people there on AEW, maybe a second world title could give them something to fight for? Exactly. Exactly. That's, um, ngayon, lumalaki na yung roster ng AEW. But, 
at the same time, you, I, 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 I don't want to have two world titles appearing, two world champions appearing on the same show. So it has to be, there has to be a brand split for it to work. For, or else one title is going to be, it's going to mean less than the other. All right. Uh, that's it for the AEW talk on the live stream. We've got more in the audio-only portion of this uh, of, of this episode of the podcast. Uh, but first, we'll take a break. On the other side, SummerSlam predictions. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Let's go to the WWE side of things and address Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, which was a match that a lot of people were expecting to be part of SummerSlam. But now with days to go before SummerSlam, we know that it's not part of the card. In fact, in announcing Adam Pearce that Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus is happening in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada on Raw August 14. So that's in two weeks. So Chino, what did you think of this development? Una, uh, unfortunate that it was going to take it away from the SummerSlam card because this was, if anything, a SummerSlam caliber match. Diba? You got two established female superstars, one of them being a Hall of Famer who has been on SummerSlam cards before, not making it to the big show, so to speak. But the fact that it's happening in Canada and Trisha's hometown uh, makes up for it for me because it's like giving the home girl her home court advantage so to speak so uh, i i still think it's like a a consolation prize but at least you know we get the becky versus trish in a definitive hopefully definitive final match emil uh, a few weeks ago we talked about the rumored SummerSlam card and and how that version had half of it as women's matches with becky and trish being one of them uh, are you one of those that disappointed now we're not getting a real match we're not getting becky versus trish Oh yes, definitely. Because <clears throat> um, this feud has been happening since what May or, or June, so they yeah. they have been building this up to a climax that's gonna happen at SummerSlam. So napaka unfortunate lang na na they're bumped off, bump off the the SummerSlam card. And as much as I understand the principle of of the of the new era of having only six to eight matches. Uh, so PLE cards, they don't, they didn't deserve to be bumped off of that card. Because this has been one of the major feuds on Raw uh, since since the summer started. So, but um, but here's deser- the thing, Emil. Not to cut you off here, but if you say that they didn't deserve to get cut out of the card, who did? Um, well, no, honestly, that's a trick question because the yeah, answer trick, is no yeah. one, get, no one deserves no, it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So mahirap talaga. Yeah. It's a hard decision to make. Exactly. The, yeah. That's why I, I'm not the one who's making decisions there. Pero yun talaga sabla hirap nun. Um, sabla hirap nun, and I, I feel sorry for both of them. Pero yun nga yung silver lining dito. Siya sabi ni Chino is that they're gonna get a, they're gonna get a lot of time for this match on Raw in Canada. It, probably this is gonna be the main event of that show. So. I'm sure they're gonna have this chip on their shoulder to deliver, to para to send a message. You know, you know, deserve we deserve that that spot on the on the card, and we're gonna show you that we're two of the best to ever do it here in 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 Trisha's hometown in Canada. So that's the silver lining for me uh, out of this development. Home country lang naman. Uh, it's Home in country. Winnipeg. Trish Stratus yes. is from Toronto. So, <laughs> magagalit yung mga taga-Winnipeg, which is Jericho, Omega, and Don Callis. Yeah. 
Yes, Mon. Uh, Mommy yeah. isn't booked for a match at SummerSlam either. Speaking of uh, getting booked, let's get to the card. We've got SummerSlam predictions. And uh, we're going to start right away because Logan Paul needs to get out of SummerSlam fast because he's coming out with Jake Paul during his fight against Nate Diaz on the same night. So, uh, rumor na rin to on the internet actually na the show will start with Ricochet versus Logan Paul. So, it's only appropriate that dito tayo magsisimula. It, it Emil, any expectations to, yeah. for this match? Uh, expectations for this match? Honestly, I wouldn't mind uh, Logan Paul winning because he has been losing a lot lately. And um, I think he's... He's credible na enough to win to get a win over Ricochet. So I'll, I'll go with Logan Paul here. And it's going to be a show stealer for sure. Mm-hmm. Go, Chino, what do you think of the whole conversation nila na uh, Ricochet is the guy who paid his dues on the indies and the one who's been here for decades and decades whereas see Logan Paul is just someone who was able to get in the back door because uh sikatsa. Yeah, no, we talked about this in uh, previous episodes of the pod. Old Chino would say, yes, you are right, Stan. Dapat ricochet tayo dahil wrestling fan style. But at the same time, I understand what people like Logan Paul, Ronda Rousey, and the like bring to the table. Kasi yung mga katulad nila, excuse me, yung mga katulad nila also bring their fan base with them. And if the WWE's goal is to reach as many people as possible, then you need mainstream talents like your Logan Paul, your Pat McAfee's, and your Ronda Rousey's to step in the squared circle and, and show them what they got. They got bad bunny. Nagalit ba tayo a bad bunny nung nag-destroyer siya? Siyempre, he did. No, we love Benito on this pod. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So, ako, oh, yes, kupal yung mga Pauls and I don't support their product at all. I think Prime is trash. I think everything they do is trash. But they bring something to the table and as long as you bring something to the table, as long as hindi ka don't parang pabigat ka or you're like a comedy segment and then you steal the spot from a deserving wrestler and that's a different story. This one, this would be like one of those spot fests that people like to talk on the internet about so much. Diba? And it's a good way to start a card because who, who doesn't want to see people flying around the ring for 10 minutes or so? And that said, I, yeah, who, who doesn't want to see anyone throw a punch at Logan Paul? Exactly. You get to hit Logan Paul, one of the most hated people on the internet, and you get to see Ricochet fly around like Rogan, Logan Paul. Sana lang, ito lang yung, ito lang yung gusto ko. I, I, if Logan Paul wins, that's fine. I think he's going to win anyway. Sana lang, may logical it sila with, with the whole double springboard into each other. Kasi walang, walang sense yun eh. Like, <laughs> Doing that really just there's only one way that ends, right? So sana the next time they do it, they think about their consequences really, because there was no point in that whatsoever. All right, so official predictions for this one, guys. Just to recap, Chino, you said Logan Paul. Igao, Emil. Yeah, I already said uh, Logan Paul. All right, people in the comments, let us know as well. Uh si JK Sabinya Ricochet Dawsha. So people, uh let us know who you think is going to come out of this one. Uh, Let's get to Stan? the next match. Ah, uh, yes, Emil. For sure, th- this will open. If this is gonna be the match opening at SummerSlam for sure, ito yung magiging pampagising ng mga people who's gonna be watching sa skinny bikes because people are gonna this one is gonna blow off the roof. Yes, of, it's gonna of, be of fast oh, people will be loud. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will be loud at the sports bar. All right, uh, let's move on to the SummerSlam Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kakaunti pa lang yung mga announced the participants. So we know LA Knight's in there, Shinsuke Nakamura's in there, Champa. 
uh, Chad Gable and Otis, Sheamus, and everyone else will be filled in as we go along here. But I think <laughs> there's only really one name here, right? It's LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. I mean, he, like, uh, this is going to be their way of at least giving us what we want and, uh, you know, having LA Knight be victorious at the PLE. So, you know, give, give them the LA Knight. This is going to be one of the best moments of the night for sure. Yeah, how did I? If they don't give it to LA Knight at this point, then isip na ako what their plans are with the guy. Because he's been putting in the work, he's been putting himself over and the product over for the longest time now. So I don't know, man. If they don't give him the card, if they don't give him the win, rather, I don't really know what their plan is with LA Knight. Uh, to answer Glendale, hindi pa natin alam what the prize is for the winner. Ito si Babyface producer Jasper, bumabanat sa comments. What if hindi pa rin siya? Ito, uh, I, it, it, it's good that you're asking this because my report yung PW Insider that WWE execs, execs are extremely high on LA Knight and, and that the way he's been booked on TV is all by plan. So planado daw talaga and he's being booked specifically in a way na hindi masasayang yung appearances niya. Yun yung lumabas na report from PW Insider. Uh, it's up to you whether or not you want to believe it. But I think we're at a point where uh, the fans are getting really loud for LA Knight and he's becoming undeniable. So I I would be shocked if the winner of the Battle Royal was a person not named LA Knight. Right, uh, let's move on here to the Intercontinental Championship. It is the Ring General Gunther. Defending against Drew McIntyre. And it's Drew's first PLE match since uh, WrestleMania when he faced Gunther and Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, based on that precedent, I think we can expect another banger. The question is, Chino, do you think Drew is the guy to knock Gunther off? I do not think that it is Drew's time to walk away with the IC title. I feel like if there's anybody that's going to break Gunther's record-setting IC title run, it has to be somebody that can actually use that momentum. Therefore, I feel like it will be a newer guy that does it probably LA Knight, probably somebody else. But Drew McIntyre, nothing against him, has already been an established commodity in the WWE. Therefore, giving him the the opportunity to break Gunther's uh, record-breaking in fact, uh, title run here as the IC champion doesn't do as much for him as it would somebody like LA Knight. So, let's just be speaking here. Uh, I wouldn't give it to Drew. So, I, I'm picking Gunther in this matchup. I mean, that sounded great and all, except Gunther and LA Knight are on separate brands. So, I'm not sure how that's going to work yeah, out can, uh, right now mean, after SummerSlam. Whoever, like somebody else, the right? You get what I'm saying, right? Like somebody else. Yeah. Okay, Emil, is Drew gonna break uh Gunther's streak here? I don't think so because I think they're gonna have Gunther break the IC title record, the Honky Tonk Man. So I don't think he's gonna lose the title yet. And honestly, Hindi si Drew yung gusto ko na mahadithon kay Gunther. I have someone in mind, and it's not Drew McIntyre. And um, kasi yun nga. Well, um, Drew can lose this this match and still be credible. Um, and Chino is also right now. If someone's gonna beat Gunther, it has to be someone that will be elevated after 
winning over Gunther. So uh, it's not Drew. So I'll I'll pick I'll stick with uh, Gunther here for the win. All right. Look at you. Uh thinking all old school now. Yeah, someone has to be elevated. I like that. Okay. Uh next up, MMA rules match, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Now, before we discuss the match, I just want to give props to Yung team Nina Jeremy Borash and Paul Heyman, who put together that really wonderful video package on Raw. Medjumahabasha, mga seven plus minutes. So they had to split uh, split it into two segments on Raw. But goddamn, that video package was so expertly put together. It really built on yung real-life friendship in the Ronda and Shayna, their history with one another, the way that the interview segments were cut up such that they would give their own perspectives on the story, on their relationship with one another. Chef's Kiss really added gravitas to the match. So I just wanted to put it out there because that video package really deserved some love. That being said, we don't know what an MMA rules match is in pro wrestling. Uh, other than, I guess, it being straight up called like an Actual MMA match. I don't know why they couldn't just do it in the fight pit since that's technically what an MMA rules match. But I only run the Rousey, right? maybe it's too hardcore for her. I don't know. But maybe an MMA match just necessarily means a fight pit match without the fight pit. Right? It's going to be shooting and without and DC. Some, oh, right? shooting without that, without that, uh, Corbier. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. If we're if we're going to say MMA rules, then I would like to see it played out MMA style, right? Ronda Rousey. I don't know if you guys are MMA fans, but Ronda Rousey's MMA game is is pretty pretty one dimensional. So she she relies on overpowering her opponents on the ground a lot of the times, right? That's why she was able to. Do what she did uh, under the UFC. So, sad that they didn't booking the Mariare, where she just does that all throughout and doesn't do drop kicks or or clotheslines or or whatever. MMA rules, yeah. Uh, let's say hi to one of our fellow podcasters, Troy hey. Gonzalez of the Turning Heel Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, Troy, and go check out uh, that interview that Troy's working on with Camille of the NWA. NWA Women's Champion. So oh, nice. uh, that, that was something I saw on Instagram. Congrats again on getting that interview. Yes. Uh, but going back here, Emil, MMA rules match, Ronda versus Shayna, my rumors, Pana, this might be Ronda's last match in WWE. So what do you think about that heading into this one? Well, with with uh, with that reports, that with the, that rumor, um, I think Shayna gets the rub here and uh wins uh very very dominantly, I think. Uh and this could easily uh, elevate her to the main title scene again, to the women's uh, world championship scene again, if uh, she beats Ronda convincingly. And the um, report like uh, Ronda wants to give back to to Shayna for years, you know, for for you know for helping her in in her WWE run. So um, I feel like that's what's gonna happen here. She she's gonna put over Shayna here. And have a graceful exit after this one. Yeah, a lot of people surprisingly commenting Shayna here dito sa Facebook live yeah. stream natin. So, uh, um, just officially for for the predictions, Shayna rin ba kayo dalawa? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm saying Shayna Baszler in this one. All right. 
Let's stick with the women here and talk about that triple threat for the WWE Women's Championship. It's Asuka defending against Bianca and Charlotte. And we've said on the pod before, even though Asuka's the champion, the story feels more like it's Bianca and Charlotte's story with Asuka just being the plot device. Champion. So what do you think about this? Will Asuka be the center of the story again? Are we getting a new champion? Does Asuka retain? And does EO Sky cash in? Because EO's from SmackDown and she's got money in the bank. So lots of questions to answer here. Let's start with Emil. Um, my prediction here is Asuka will retain and then Charlotte and Bianca will go on to have their own feud. And Asuka needs to move on to another feud. Possibly... I think EO cashes in as well, and they will have their own feud for the for the for the for the WWE Women's Championship. I think that's success being cash in EO. What, what's your call here? Ooh, that's good because there's also an ongoing story between EO and Bailey with uh, with that with the damage control, and they're, they're kind of teasing uh, breakup in there. Uh, so I think EO tries to cash. Uh, she tries to at least what will happen is. She will try to cash in. If it's successful or not remains to be seen. Pero then, no, make a prediction. That's the point of the pod. Um. Okay. Okay. She cashes in successfully. That, okay. So prediction. new champion. Yep. And then Asuka and Io will have their own feud. And then Charlotte and okay. Bianca can now go on their separate ways, so that at least yung sa feud ni Asuka shining as a spotlight. All right. Igao Chino, rearrange all of these messy toys. Um. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I can see either Charlotte or Bianca walking away with the title here. It's a triple threat, right? These things are set up in such a way where surprises can always happen. And we're talking about a triple threat match in SummerSlam, right? So they want to be they want this to be big. They want this they want people to talk about it. That said, I I don't want to think that Triple H and company are doing Asuka dirty. Since she's already been done dirty by the uh, previous administration here. So I would still want to cheer for Asuka. I'm picking Asuka, but I don't put it beyond them to put the title on either Charlotte or Bianca. Kahit hindi na kailangan tong, uh, tong feud na title. Uh, whether or not there is a cash-in, uh, I will say no, there won't be a cash-in because... I think they should wrap up Bailey and EO first before they even tease EO and somebody else. Kasi pag ganun, edi lima na silang nasa title hot, diba? So, ang gulo na well, masyado. Well, it's kind of been like that for the last few weeks, diba? Na lima silang nasa yeah, title diba? picture. Well, kind of is different from actually being five, five in the pool, diba? So, at least yun, hindi pa naman confirmed na lima talaga sila. It's just, it's just if anything, it's 3A and there it's two and it's three B, right? So alam na natin talaga who is in the title hunt, which is itong tatlong babae on your screens right now. And then there's Bailey and EO on the sidelines. So I much rather see them wrap that up nice and neatly before they make EO actually chase after the title. All right. Uh, we're down to the last three matches. We're going to talk about the Beast, Brock Lesnar, taking on Cody Rhodes. It is the uh, grudge match, or the rubber match, rather, for these three. Who comes away with a pivotal second win? Uh, let's start with Chino. Brock, as, as much as I want to see Cody Rhodes win, I think Brock is still just going to whoop him. Uh, and then they're going to go on a third match. 
why would they go on a third match if Cody still hasn't beaten Brock? It's because... Yeah, third match na to, Chino. Third, third match. Kaya mo sabi mo, second win. No, uh, second no, 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 no. win. Kasi 1-1 one, one sila. Ah, yeah. pala. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Third match pala to. If, if, sorry, I misunderstood it. Tama pala. So, Cody Rhodes wins in this case. Kasi Cody Rhodes has been spending the last few months being beaten down by Brock Lesnar. And yes, natalo siya nung so I feel like if they really want to make Cody a uh, credible contender for the UU championship or whatever championship they're going to make him chase after, he needs to, a landmark win in his career. But I think a landmark win against Brock Lesnar, a rivalry against Brock Lesnar, is a good way to showcase that. So I'm going to say Cody Rhodes. Ego Emil, any shot Brock uh, just manhandles Cody and then makes him even more of an underdog here? Nah, the, this dispute needs to be dispute needs to be wrapped up. And again, I I'm, I will agree with with Gino. Cody has to get his win here, and it has to be a decisive win. And then that they could wrap up the story and. Because they have been feuding since April, so it's been what, like, what four months now that they've been feuding, um, except for that one month break where Brock was out. So uh, Cody gets his win, finishes the story, and he can go on with feuding with another guy. So Cody here with the win. Yeah, uh, it's all in the service of finishing the story, so he can finish this story, then move on to finishing the other story, which involves Roman Reigns, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we move on to the two world championship matches, ito na, yung mga friends natin sa comments, they're bringing up names that we haven't seen in a while. Predictions, guys. Are we seeing the return of Bray Wyatt or Randy Orton or any other wrestler that we might have forgotten about who's on the shelf? Someone like a Big E. Pwede. Pwede. There's a possibility. Yeah. Which one? Which one would you call? I can easily see Orton RKO in Cody after he wins against Brock. Like that to me is something I can predict happening. And then make if Orton does want to retire, because there are rumors than Jan saying that he's been wanting to retire after Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. For this really long streak of injuries, and then it'll be a good send-off for Orton. Especially since it'll be a good send-off for Orton to go out to uh, Cody Rhodes. But... I don't know. That's me being optimistic here. As far as Bray is concerned, I don't know if we're going to see him anytime soon or even at all. Because he's too wishy-washy. Not him per se, but the way they've treated the character and the way he's been treated as a wrestler has been pretty 
uh, iffy from what my perspective. So I don't know if if this is the time we see Bray or if we even see Bray at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. After what uh what happened with the break with the break character when he when he came back last year, I really don't I really don't want to see Bray uh back anytime soon. It, it probably he won't be back anytime soon as well. Uh, so I'd rather have so good if someone's gonna return. I'd rather have it Randy because there there's a history there between Cody and and Randy rather than Cody and Bray. And they can harken harken back to that history, and you know they can feel it again. And you know Cody fin- wraps up that story as well. Then he goes on to to the bigger fish, which, which is Roman. So Randy Orton is a great stopgap before he could get to that. So I'll go. The... Grabe, you Randy Orton, ginawang pampalipas oras, no? Yeah, bago yeah. <laughs> bago siya balik sa path to facing Roman Reigns. All right. Let's move on to the World Heavyweight Championship. It's Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor. Does Finn make Seth his seven-year bitch, Chino? Yes. Because I feel like this is the... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is the first big feud that Seth's had for this title. And he's been promising promising to make this title great, that he's a fighting champion. Right away, after his first big feud, that I don't know what that does to Seth freaking Rollins. Like, pretty sure he can recover, sure. But he can recover. But it hurts him eh, more than it hurts Finn Balor. Because I, the judgment day, in my perspective. From my perspective. And so giving them the title right away when they're only starting to build steam might not be the best move for the title. Right? Because we don't know what else Seth can do from here on out. I'd rather see it with an established champion like Seth Rollins and more than I see it being switched from person to person. So I'll say Seth Rollins from this point. All right. Ito si JK torn between two winners. So I, I hope you're not feeling like a fool. Uh, Emil, who are you picking here? This might be a controversial pick, but please have Balor win for once here. Why is uh, that controversial, Emil? Because, again, the popular pick is Seth Rollins because of all the reasons Gina said. But because... Uh, Finn has been talking all this smack in the last couple of months. And if he loses again, he's noob, you know, because he, he has challenged this man over and over again. And and it's time. I, I think Seth has already done everything to establish the World Heavyweight Championship, in my opinion. And it's time for someone else to win it. And uh, a Finn Balor win would create a new story. It would lead to more tension within the Judgment Day. Maybe you could have the storyline of Finn becoming paranoid that his buddy has the money, money the bank briefcase that he can cash in on him anytime. So, mas um, magi interesting yung storylines after SummerSlam if Finn Balor would be the one to uh, leave SummerSlam as the World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, for the record, uh, Emil, the comments have been saying Finn more than Seth. So I think yeah. Finn's the popular pick in our neck of the woods. Oh, but let's ask okay. Ro to break the tie since he's back on the stream. Uh, is this better? Uh, no, medyo may lag pa rin. It's like a good few is, seconds. Is any better? Or that? No, I'm not. No, well, not really. Okay. No. 
Okay, so I, I don't think Rose is going to answer the yeah. question then. <laughs> All right, never mind. Okay. I'll do everything in the audio. Sige, sige, sige. Ito, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to break the tie then since uh, we don't normally leave things unsettled on the pod, lalo na pag predictions. I think it's Finn's time. I think uh, the judgment they have deserved it as a faction. They've really made their mark across all of the WWE TV shows. And it would be a great visual to have Finn as the world champion, Rhea as the women's world champion, Dom as North American champion, and then Damien Priest as Senor Money in the Bank. I'm always uh, all in on factions having all having something to hold, right? Like we went through that row, so it, it, it was a great feeling. And to see that visualized with another faction on WWE television, we, uh, you know, we saw that with the bloodline and with evolution in the past. So uh, there's no reason why they can't say, oh, let's do it again with the Judgment Day. So I think this is it. I think Finn uh, scratches that seven-year itch and makes Seth the seven-year bitch at SummerSlam. All right. Uh, we are going to go to Tribal Combat now. Your main event, or the presumptive main event. It's the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship and the recognition of Tribal Chief on the line. So whoever wins this uh, this match gets the ulafala or the lei that Roman Reigns has been wearing for over three years. Uh, Chino, is Jay the one to knock off the only one? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I... Uh... I, I I don't know. I want to say yes, but it, there's the because when I yes, ako, there's still a part of me that's saying no way, eh, Because yes, he could use the record-setting break, the record set, uh, breaking the record-setting uh, title run of Roman Reigns, diba? Yes, he could use that, but at the same time, there are bigger fish in the WWE. Sea. But we were just talking about Cody Rhodes. What happens to that part of his story? Kung natalan ni Jay si, si Roman Reigns. Diba? This whole time, nag-start siya, we, nag-start siya from WrestleMania of last year. So kung natalo si Roman Reigns, then there's no reason for Cody and Roman to have that rematch that he, he's been clamoring for for a year. Diba? So I feel like this uh, makes Jay this does a disservice to Jay Uso, making him lose to his cousin yet again. Because it, it doesn't uh, benefit his character arc for him to lose to Roman Reigns. Because predictable, eh. na natin yan. Diba? But then at the same time, I don't think Roman is losing to Jay Uso because we have the other plot point that I mentioned. So I'm mm-hmm. saying uh, Roman Reigns. Okay. Emil, go. I have watched enough WWE in the last three years to not put any hope in myself that Roma's going to lose. You say I've been burned by this so many times, especially in the last year where I thought, oh, uh, Sami Zayn is going to win the title or Cody Rhodes is finally going to finish the story. So I've had enough of that. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put any expectations in a Jey Uso win. Plus I think, Jay already got his revenge. He already been he already beat Roman and Money in the Bank. For me, that was the that was uh his that was the end of his story. He uh closed that chapter of his story because he finally overcame Roman, he finally stood up to Roman. So itong title match ito, parang bonus na lang to, I guess, per Jay. But I don't think he's gonna he's gonna win over Roman. I just don't think. It's gonna happen. If Cody didn't win over Roman, if Sammy didn't win over Roman, if Drew McIntyre didn't win over Roman, 
I don't think Jay Uso will win over Roman Reigns. I, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Wow, that is as emphatic as we've heard Emil on this podcast. Ever. ever. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the frustration and the motion. Emil's growing up, guys. Okay, uh, last prediction before we wrap up the SummerSlam predictions. Is Damien Priest cashing in on a world championship? I don't think so. Not yet. Because of the reasons I said earlier. Now, there's going to be. That is gonna be the storyline after SummerSlam for the for Raw for the World Heavyweight Championship. Is that they're gonna they're gonna create that tension within Judgment Day? Yeah, puente. Mm-hmm. I think I I think if he does cash it in, it's to break up the Judgment Day. So if he does it on SummerSlam, I'd be Kunanal is a fan and he cashes it on Finn, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, it would be kind of sick and funny. Uh, if Damien Priest cashed in on Finn that night or like on the very next Raw, parang, haha, I can't give you a, day, a, a rain that lasts more than a day or two. Oh, you're bad. Just, just a troll thing to do. Just a very troll thing to do if you were uh, Damien Priest and a supposed friend to Finn Balor. All right. Uh, those are our predictions for SummerSlam. Let us know what you think, uh, whether you're watching this in the live streams, the comments on Facebook and YouTube or on Spotify. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter and on um TikTok at Wrestling2XPod with your comments and predictions for SummerSlam. We've still got the audio-only part. Uh, We'll talk about a couple of things like the AEW-ECW Nostalgia Tour, how different Collision feels compared to Dynamite and Rampage, some thoughts on Great American Bash, which happened over the weekend, by the way, and Chick Williams and Carmelo Hayes having an amicable separation. So all of that in the audio-only portions of the podcast. This is the audio-only part of the podcast, and we've got quite a lot to talk about. So Chino's no longer here because he's off uh, mounting another event in the local stand-up comedy scene. But Rose back, so yeah. thankfully Zoom is working for him. So how about we ask you for the first thing you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, well, manami, manami actually, because I, I didn't get to participate much, but uh, it's fine. Uh, no, bef- other than the wrestling <coughs> stuff that we had, uh, there was also some wrestling adjacent things on tv uh, i didn't get to watch family feud yet. i'm looking forward to that because i know it's more hilarious than the weakest link but um we did get the premieres of heels and twisted metal in which samoa joe is uh wrestling in which is funny i want to talk about twisted metal first because it's the less wrestling uh show here uh it's funny because it's a peacock show so wwe is on peacock yeah and uh WWE had to run the commercial of Twisted Metal, but they cut out everything involving Sweet Tooth because it's Samoa Joe. Yeah. So he tweeted about it and said, you, you already know. <laughs> I'm petty because, you know, you can't... The, the only thing that they kept from the entire... The original game franchise was Sweet Tooth and they cut him out because they were being petty about it. But uh, I... I Peacock or NBC should have made him run it. Because I mean, it's not like Samoa Joe is not, you know, an, a WWE entity. He, you, you can still watch him in the WWE network, diba? and on Peacock itself, diba? So that's messed up on their end. Yes, yeah, so, uh, it's unfair lang because if I remember correctly, when it's when there's a Pagme movie or series of John Cena, I remember. I think it was yeah, Peacemaker yeah, yeah. or something. They yeah. would they would show the commercial yeah, on AEW on... programming. Oh. Oh, so... You can't you can't cut John Cena out of a Peacemaker <laughs> promo material because they shouldn't yeah. need that. <laughs> so, you know, like someone was just also like, uh, sweet. Yeah, no, that's right. Also that's a right. big part. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's good. Uh, 
So the, the thing about Twisted Metal is you don't get to hear Samoa Joe talk. And that's a shame because uh, his his character voice, you know, when he puts on uh, the voice, when he voices characters in video games and, you know, King Shark, right? Um, like I said, he's, you know, deep and gruff and uh, can be very menacing and vicious. So it's a waste that they put Will Arnett as the voice. Like uh, they didn't have to bojack this. Uh, this I, I nobody asked for him to bojack it. Like, uh, he's really good. You know, he, the, he brings the physicality of a wrestler to the role. Parang um, Samoa Joe, the wrestler, the wrestling character doesn't move like that. But you can tell that he has a fighting background, so that's pretty cool. Uh, fans of the original game franchise will not recognize uh, this series at all. It, it has very little to do with the original premise. So uh, if you're like me, who's been playing it since I was a kid, I don't normally get mad at adaptations, but it's so different that it's barely twisted metal if it weren't if for you don't Sweet have Tooth. enough to get mad about. <laughs> yeah, if, if it wasn't for Sweet Tooth, it wouldn't be twisted metal at all. You know, you know the man. All right. Uh, okay, let's let's get into heels then. Season two premiered um after two years. Yeah. So it's been two whole years since season yeah, one wow. happened, and then they give us a premiere which was primarily flashbacks. Mm, uh God. and I was so excited for this. Na sobrang na disappoint ako na puro flashbacks na siya. Because I was like, dude, this could have been a season one episode. It could have added so much context uh, to a lot of the characters. Even Crystal, who was under-edited in season one. And uh, under-edited again in the flashbacks. Uh, so parang sayang lang na they waited two years to give us this flashback scene. So, uh, or this flashback-centric episode. Emil, what did you think of this approach? Um, in the series, so series na ko, first episode, it should be, I know, it should introduce a new plot, introduce new characters, introduce new storylines. So, pag may flash, parang naka-disappoint yun na inaabangan mo to for months and then the scenes that you will see are pretty much the same scenes that you already saw on the previous seasons. Kung may mga new viewers, okay, I, I get it. Like, you know, if, if you're, if, Hindi ka pa familiar with with what what happened in the previous season, then that's fine. But you don't do that on the first episode of a season. Just so like, to be if, fair, they were new scenes, naman. It was uh, it, it was story it was that wasn't end, yeah. told yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, but okay. in the form of a flashback, and these are flashbacks of things that we'd already seen. Just to be clear, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah but yes, then. Yeah, young episodes are gonna talk. Like, Chepra, if you if you're familiar with. Let's say a Netflix show. Now it's ten episodes. Uh, Heels only has eight episodes a season. Yeah. So the thing about that is this: this episode is the kind of the kind of episode you see in the middle or later part yeah. of the uh, eight or ten episode season. Right? So that's pretty weird. Um, my guess is that they were gone for two years, so they had to shoot this entire thing that explained why these the Spade brothers were were so mad at each other. Right? But uh, I thought that the you know yung yung episode recap at the very beginning worked you know for that purpose. So I didn't think uh, anybody needed to re- remember why um, these two were feuding. Because na explain them So I yeah like Emil said, I was looking forward to them driving the what happens after Crystal wins the championship, which I'll get to in a bit, uh, and not suddenly explain everything that went on. Like I already knew Tom Spade killed himself. I already I already knew that uh may may Cain and Abel rivalry between Jack and Ace. Right? So um I already knew na 
you know, uh, Stacy was uh, not part of uh, Duffy to begin with. So, and and that their mom wasn't a fan of the whole thing about the whole wrestling thing and how uh, Tom offed himself. So that stuff I already knew. And parang parang no, I feel like okay, now that I think about it, I feel like this was a continuation of season one. Na somehow hindi nadagdag sa original season. So parang okay, they they shot it maybe for this season, uh, for the last season, and then they put it on this season, or it was written for last season, and then they had had no choice but to put it on this season. But yeah, it's pretty disappointing because you do want to know how the story proceeds from here. Like where does Ace go? Uh, where where the entire DWL goes after? Anybody can just grab the the championship off a ladder, even if you're not participating in the match, which Charlie is completely right about. I'm on his side here because, uh, in what wrestling universe is that allowed? About like he is the Kevin Owens of the show because he is the one watching the show and following the rules and the tropes. About so, uh, he's totally right there, and the DWL looks well. Although, shempre, it's not. They they didn't plan that at all, but they do look pretty stupid now after that. Couple things on Charlie Gully. First, he's played by Michael Malley, who you may remember from Guts or Global Guts if you watched Nickelodeon in the early '90s. He was the host of that show. Uh, second, he's the executive producer and the writer of uh, this this first episode from season two. Mm. So th- what what Charlie Gully says is actually correct then. I will also admit, but from a wrestling uh, promoter standpoint, that's si Charlie Gully. But the way he approaches it is also very toxic. Like it, It's uh, very much similar to how our promotions here used to bicker at one another in the mid-2010s. Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw that, once again, I flashback to na the toxicity of the yeah. local wrestling yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the things that I felt watching Heel Season 1. And I saw that Charlie Gully promo, I was like, ah, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so, that's that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, you know, going back to heels, all we know in the present timeline is that Jack doesn't know where Ace is. Ace has moved away from Duffy, Georgia, and uh, Crystal is happily the champion of the WL and gets to make out with Bobby Pin because they're sila and God knows what else. So we'll find out this weekend when uh, episode two drops, wherever you find it. All right. Um, let's go back to the actual wrestling shows and let's talk about this ECW nostalgia tour that Tony Khan and AEW seems to have embarked on. So Jerry Lynn has become a big part of the story because he's inaaway ni Jack Perry. And then now Rob Van Dam has come out. And next week, it's RVD versus Jack Perry in an FTW rules match. So Emil, what do you think about this nostalgia tour for ECW? Because <laughs> ECW has been... Has been re- has been revived in so many like yung concept or yung nostalgia nostalgia things of e- involving ECW has been done so many times since the promotion uh, closed in two thousand one. Yung one night stand, then TNA also did their own nostalgia uh, nostalgia thing uh, before. So now AEW is doing it. Pero yung dos kasi nung nostalgia thing with AEW small palang so it, it, it hasn't really bothered me plus it's uh the, the program is centered around the FTW championship which is a staple of the old ECW so I am fine with it because it was I, not a staple of the old ECW they pretended uh, it is it is not but say, really? care, uh, cook go cook okay <laughs> but it's like it it originated there and uh so palang I know they at least dito my context now 
yes, it were uh they're competing for the FTW title and Jungle Boy is going through uh all of these ECW uh ECW wrestlers. So at least may story, ah. hindi yung talagang binalik na sila for the pop and for the for the nostalgia of ECW. Yeah, so um, you have the advantage of youth on your side and the fact that you started <laughs> watching at, in the late 2000s. Yeah. So uh, if you were a early 2000s baby like we were, you have seen this is the third ECW reunion or maybe the fourth ECW revival that I've seen. So Merong Yung uh WWE ECW, which started in 2005, and then they did the impact thing uh around um 2010, around that time. And then uh I believe see Tommy Dreamer did his own thing, House of Hardcore. Yeah, House of Hardcore. Yep. And then now AEW felt the need to to do their own ECW revival as well. Uh, to your point, the FTW Championship was not a staple of ECW. That was in yeah, like uh, like Taz brought out um, a few years back. He it was something that he made up just to prove that he was a badass. Because I believe he wasn't champion then, and then he wanted a championship of his own. So it's pretty much the same function that you see now. It's not an official championship, and because of that wrinkle alone, it is already less in value to me, at least. I don't know if any old school ECW fans uh, think it's valuable or prestigious, but the fact that it's not officially recognized and it's just like a, a made up title for funsies, uh, not, not, you know, not a thing. Um, as I was talking about in the, uh, in the pre-show, pre-show, uh, on TikTok, uh, when I was TikToking live, Kanina, uh, a couple of people asked about the, appearance of Rob Van Dam in AEW and it's just it's it's I don't I don't need this anymore like yeah it's my third one to see on on main on you know cable TV and I don't see the need why they did it again um I say the ECW in WWE was like less than 10 years or a little over 10 years after the prime noong mid 90s so that okay pa yun kasi most of them were still you know pretty okay sabu was still pretty functional as <laughs> as uh as major an old wrestler i think he was in his 40s at that time and uh noong impact thing it was okay then major okay pa kasi it was the tail end of the 2000s and um they still could go and then chapter uh, the dudley boys were still okay then they, they were still pretty spry for uh, major old guys. And then now it's 30 years after the prime of ECW. I mean, like, I think it's 30 years to the year that um, Eastern Championship Wrestling became Extreme Championship Wrestling. Uh, you know, somebody will, somebody will have to fact check me on that, but uh, it should be thereabouts of 30 years. So who still wants to see this? Like, yes, RVD is over, but uh, it's old RVD. Like, uh, why are we pretending that the old ECW still matters? So, uh, like, I don't think this is the story that you need to put uh, Beethoven Jack Perry here uh, to get himself over as a heel. But uh, who wants to see this? I mean, like, I don't even think the kids who didn't grow up with ECW want to see this because, you know, Rob Van Dam is old. I mean, I'm sure he could still hit his signature spots the same way Jeff Hardy can still do that. But uh, it's also kind of sad because now I know how, um, you know, now I know how the oldie, well, even back then in the 2000s, when the oldies would appear on WWE television to get RKO'd by Randy Orton, a medyo pathetic thing then, actually, to be honest with you. But uh, may amor pala na from the from the fans, right? So 
now that our favorites from our childhood are fucking old now, like, oh, it's, it's kind of sad. I don't want to see this anymore. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting that AEW is doing this when one of the things that AEW wanted to do to stand out from WWE is that uh, this is the platform for younger talent to shine. This is the platform for you mga indie stars to rise and everything. And I get it. The, uh, the plan is to elevate Jungle Boy. But okay, after this, uh, what, itutuli pa ba nila to? Is, is Sabu gonna show up? Is the Sandman gonna show up or whatever? Siyempre, uh, di natin alam, di ba? But, um... It, that's one of the reasons why I'm not as high on this Just because AEW already has something with being the showcase Or the stage for these younger talents Yung mga talents na hindi uh, na opportunity sa WWE To showcase their skills And then, you know, to have uh, this spot for uh, a nostalgia tour uh, It, it, it kind of goes against what they originally set out to do Yeah, uh, I don't know, it's fucking sad Because... I don't know why they thought that ECW was the way to get Jack over. But they already had the right idea when they first trotted out the FTW Championship. Just to, you know, contest it between the young guys. And, you know, just do what you do with the, I don't know, the International Championship, the TNT Championship. Have good matches with it. and Or do hardcore matches with it only. Just keep it between the the current stars and not retirees. Like, yeah, come on. I don't, I don't want to see this, but yeah, I don't even think the kids want to see this. But hey, at least RVD gets paid. So I guess that's good. Uh, it's, it's never bad. He's getting paid by WWE in, in at WrestleMania <laughs> season because, uh, because they're in Philly. Diba? So uh, there are reports that he's being brought in for that. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. All right. Maybe uh, maybe they're gonna go for like a Jungle Boy Legend Killer gimmick, probably. <laughs> uh, okay, see. Yeah, sure. if after RBD is gonna be another legend that he's gonna, you know, it's gonna beat. <laughs> maybe that that's the way things would go from from here. Probably that's okay. Except I think your pool is limited. Kapag oh, AEW, yeah. yeah, like uh, I don't know. I I don't want to disparage anyone here, but. The pool really is just limited. That, that's all I'll say about it. Okay, uh, sticking with AEW here, let's talk about Collision. And Ro, you've got thoughts about the feel of Collision uh, about two months since it debuted on American Primetime. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Like, okay, uh, all things considered, I know we had, um, I know we had criticisms about the pool, the talent pool that they have. But it's good, but there is, parang you know, an underlying, uh, you know, um. I don't know what to call it, ominous thing about it. I, I would say because the the quality of the show and the storytelling is good, but only because I feel like uh there is parang a clique of people who get to work on collision. Like I don't know if you've noticed, guys, but uh, punk would go around social media and then say, "Oh, you should be on collision. Uh, you're a future collider." Uh, yeah, that's what we're calling each other, Collider. Um, you, I, I would love to have you on Collision. So he's going around trying to be the ambassador of Collision. Parang yung de facto uh, face running the place, right? Kulang uh, na lang, we find out that he's actually doing the, the creative for Collision with uh, with the blessing of Tony Khan, right? So parang nafeel ko na parang exclusive club siya for the people who Punk likes and who are okay with tolerating Punk. So, uh, because Ricky Starks is a punk guy, or uh, the FTR are punk guys, parang sila lang yung pwedeng mag, ano, mag, uh, 
Magwerk's coalition and make it better. And then there's talk of Punk gathering the troops and, you know, uh, having a powwow on figuring out how to make Collision better and, you know, distinct from Dynamite. So uh, it's not that that's a bad thing. Like, Shepard, you want to make your product good, but um, there is really a feel of cliquishness. And I don't know if you guys can spot it because it's funny because uh, it kind of feels like you have to be at a certain level and tier. Parang may... Uh, exclusive membership cut to be a part of the 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 hottest new thing not just in AEW but entire uh, the entire American wrestling scene so parang as someone who has felt that personally you know here it doesn't sit well with me I feel like there's a bubble that's waiting to burst but it's still growing slowly I don't know if you guys can feel it because uh, I, I I observe it and parang dahil sila lang parang merong ano I don't feel it as strongly as you do, Ro, but now that you mention it, it doesn't sit well with me either. For the same reasons you mentioned, we went through this shit. It's the same reason why we left at one point, uh, and, and it's not cool. That said, uh, if we're just going to talk about the show itself, I still don't like how it's the same main players every Sunday. It's the same people. Um, I, I need more people on collision And for that to happen I guess this bubble That uh, these people have insulated themselves around Baka kailangan, kailangan niya mag-open up Like it can't just be all these people Who are friends with CM Punk Or it can't just all be all, Just these people who are uh, Tolerant of CM Punk's behavior no? uh, Warts and all So that's the way I see it Like when I watch collision on the weekends I just watch it because it's required viewing For us to cover it I don't really derive a lot of enjoyment from it because it's the same guys in the same spots. No, I mean, okay, go ahead. Go, you go first. Um, me? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, go for it. Um, when Collision was announced and we were talking about it on the podcast, I did say, uh, yes, I'm all for a brand split, but if it's a brand split, Mahating roster to yung one on one side, it's the guys that Punk likes or can. Uh, yung yung kaya siyang, kaya siyang makasama sa locker room it's not gonna work it's like it that's only gonna divide the locker room even further than it was then so but i'm afraid ganun yung nangyayari like the people who are working on collision are the people who punk likes which that's i don't think that's the way to do the brand split like like yeah now we uh, for me as I, I still i'm still enjoying collision but in the long term when Siyempre, sobrang limited lang nung people working and yung matchups doon, ma- madali, madali magsasawa yung mga tao if it's the same people at the same show. Also, like right now, it's okay. It's, it's okay, pero what about in a few weeks, in a few months? So also agreeing with you, Stan, to, to that point na for Collision to work in the long term, that bubble needs to be burst and you need to add more people in there whether or not kasunduman, siya ni, kasunduman sila ni Punk or hindi. But let me be honest. Let me be clear. Uh, I'm not saying that this is fact. I'm not even saying that I read this somewhere. I'm just saying that this is how it feels yeah. and come, comes across, right? Yes. Like, for all I know, that's not actually the case. And, uh, Punk is, you know, uh, dictating who gets to play on Collision or not. Right? So um, it's just the way it feels because uh, you see how Punk behaves online and then you see who gets booked on Collision. It's not even everyone. Right? So... Uh, 
parang may bar to entry lang. So yun lang. Um, I will say though, it's still pretty good. Like it's still a good show. There are still good moments on it. Um, like last week, about we got the um, uh, the Adam Cole and MJF thing, which I didn't even get to talk about, Kanina. But uh, I mean, we talked about it already on the picks of the week. But uh, anyway, um. It's not to say that it's bad. Um, it's not even to say that the whole repetitive thing is inherently bad because they are finding a way to make it work. Uh, there are still some Tony Khan-isms that still need to be fixed by Tony Khan himself. But um, I'm just saying that yeah, there is an undercurrent of uh, bad feels about it. So I don't know. I don't know. It, I could be way off base here. But it, you know, perception sometimes is reality. All right, uh, let's go and move on to the Great American Bash, which happened no Monday Manila time, and we talked about some of the big matches no picks of the week episode that we dropped yesterday, uh, Wednesday, at the time of release. So go check that out if you want to hear our thoughts on Weapons Wild and Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. But as a show, what did you think of uh, that two and a half hour experience? Let's start with you, Emil. Um. It felt like ano, we're going back to the takeovers, yung feel ng mga NXT shows. Because first of all, they're now uh, parang lumalabas sila from the from the performance center, which is good. They're back to touring for the for the big events and the matches. Uh, it's again goes back to the takeover formula: fewer matches, but a longer time for each ma- for each matches. And it's not surprising na the last couple of these. Uh, paper or special events for NXT have been really good. So uh, again, we're now entering into this new, uh, new era of NXT, which we all we all love and we all love again. You know, because they went through that rough, not even rough patch, but they went through this transition and then they went to another transition and now they parang meron na sila ane. They have uh, gained their footing. And they're now back to really delivering really great wrestling and really great storytelling as well. Yeah. Um, I, I was checking the runtime when I was watching it on Monday or on Tuesday. And it was funny that it was two and a half hours only. And then we got uh, a pretty stacked five, six matches. It was six matches. And it only ran for two and a half hours. So that's that's insane. You know, so uh, there could have been another match or two. To fill out the three hours, but I am glad that uh, Shawn Michaels didn't uh, feel the need to, you know, do more is more. <laughs> so that's pretty nice of him. That's a good editing choice uh, on his part. Um, yeah, walang tapon, halos walang tapon. Um, even Gable Stevenson was okay, uh, even though he got booed out of the building. Um, it goes to show, yeah. I think, as mentioned by Emil, I also mentioned, and I, which I also mentioned on the review, that we are really back to the black and gold uh, ideas, ideals that NXT used to represent, and it's pretty fun, you know. Uh, I'm glad that Vince is no longer uh, messing with the formula. I feel like uh, he's also getting what he wants by getting the best of uh, the. At the non-indie wrestler athletes that he signed in uh, 2021, 2020. Right? So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, um, again, if you're listening to this and you're still not watching NXT, please, please watch NXT. 
this is still the future of uh, the, the company. I mean, if you see the main roster now, like ev- almost everyone is from NXT. Like at this point, right? more than more than ever, and that's pretty cool. And eventually, the kids from uh, colorful NXT will replace them one day. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Gallus and the D'Angelo family because it's such a fun moment when Tony D and Stax finally won the tag team championship. Um, I I forgot uh, when it was when we talked about it and we were like, "Para may ceiling itong Tony D'Angelo gimmick," and I'm glad that they expanded on his universe. They brought in Stax and Two Dimes, and then you know Two Dimes died, uh, but you know Stax was there and they were able to flesh out his story, and now people have found themselves. Uh, endeared to the D'Angelo family, which made the tag team championship win sweet, and then even yung uh, stable wars nila with Legado has led to this moment on NXT where Santos gets to come back as an old friend. <laughs> so like, <laughs> silly as it all is, I just like it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, it also has some of the best storytelling on the entire main roster and uh, the entire company. I say, I I think they have more freedom to tell stories. Um, I think the main roster is still kind of constrained with what Vince wants to do sometimes when he pops in uh, from Zoom from whatever in Connecticut. Right? Uh, here they are doing whatever, like they're doing weeks long mafia stories, and you know, <laughs> to, with twists and turns. About right? they're doing uh, the same thing with uh, Schism, right, and the Creed, Creed Brothers. Brothers right? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of that good stuff uh, really cooking there, even if you know they're not always the best actors. Right? So I mean the effort is there, and if you guys want claim uh, want storytelling like you claim you do, uh, it's worth checking out. Yes, sir. Uh, thoughts on Thea Hale and what happened to her with Andre Chase throwing the towel, and see Thea being a petty little you know, petty little girl decided to throw the towel <laughs> in then when Andre Chase had his match on NXT. You go, Emil. This seemed to uh, to pop you. Yeah. Um. Uh, I want Tia Hale to siguro break out on her own already. Uh, uh, kasi she's becoming a star there at such a young age, you know? So, um, so I guess it's good that we're seeing more of her, more like we're fleshing out her character even more on TV. So I guess they're really big on her on it, uh, and it's expecting uh, a big push for Tia Hale sometime down the line, you know? So, Uh, the more Tia Hill we see on TV, the the good, uh, the 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 be- the better it is for for her and for us who I'm a Tia Hill fan, so it's good for me as well. So mm-hmm. Tia Hill's pretty good. Is. Yeah, Tia Hill's pretty good as a character. She gets you in character, yeah. Yeah. Although it's an easy character to portray, Shanper, you still kind of forget sometimes to do it when you're actually wrestling. So that's pretty good of her. Um, she has a lot of physical potential because like she used to be an athlete, right? Or she was an athlete before joining, so she just has to keep putting the the wrestling things together and make it work. Uh, on the other hand, Tiffany Stratton is is her. Uh, she is it. Uh, she is her. Um, she's really really good. Um, people didn't see that because you know they just saw her as young young daddy's princess when she first debuted, and then she 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 was only just the gymnast when she first debuted, but she. Uh, is pretty smooth in the ring. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people train and work for years to do what Tiffany Stratton can easily do in there, and then to be thrust in a prominent position's uh, PLE card and then deliver, be the better worker, the the better wrestler between the two of them, Nithia, at you know at only what 
two or three years, maybe two years of uh, pro exposure, right? That's that's pretty insane. And I think she might just be the next Charlotte, even better and even better than Charlotte when she eventually inevitably moves up to the main roster. And that says a lot about how credible yung training is at the performance yes. center. Um, you know, people on the internet like to crack jokes about yung training sa PC and their alumni. But, you know, you look at yung mga blank slates, diba? These athletes from other sports who come in, like a Tiffany Stratton, who go out and just bl- uh, blow everyone away with uh, the limited amount of time they've had in the business and how skilled they already are in the ring. It really tells you na... Uh, grade A talaga yung training in the performance center. Um, it also helps uh, Tiffany herself that her boyfriend Ludwig Kaiser is also very supportive. Wait, and what? Actually, yes, yes, you did not know this. <laughs> no, I did not. Yes, so she is dating Ludwig Kaiser who she said in interviews has been very helpful. And Ludwig Kaiser led her towards the prettiest moonsault ever as a finisher. Yeah, so sometimes it is transmitted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes oh it is. No, well, oh to be God. fair, magaling naman si Tiffany talaga. You know, she's a great athlete. We're you... not disparaging anyone here. No, right? no, I'm not. No, are absolutely no, I, great. No, what I mean by that is, Shemper, when you are with someone who is actual, an actual veteran of the game for years, who made his bones in the European scene, talaga matatans with siya. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Any other thoughts on NXT and the Great American Bash? Uh oh yeah um Dogdan we talked about this on the picks episode but just for those who didn't catch it diba? so uh it's great that uh Melo won because it means that there is a good chance that Elias moving up and he deserves to move up because he he's been doing this for a long time now and you don't really need a veteran like him down there in developmental especially when there are other veterans there anyway like Ali and Dijak uh whoever else um Dana Brooke even I, I consider Baron Dana Corbin Baron Corbin yeah, yeah yeah so it's time to give uh the quote-unquote kid a chance <laughs> all right so one last thing here is the amicable separation between Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. So nakita natin to on this week's episode of NXT where uh, Trick was very forthcoming naman kay Melo na I gotta go after mine. I, I have to uh, look after my own career. Nung una medyo dense pa si Melo but then uh, it seemed like Melo seemed to acknowledge yung feelings ni Trick na uh, he didn't just want to be a sidekick. He wanted to rise on his own as a single star. So um, this is actually very rare in terms of wrestling. Because when uh, these two guys with big personalities are a team or are a pair, at some point, one has to turn on the other. And maybe NXT has learned a thing or two from the MJF Adam Cole story. Yeah. Um, why Why don't we have more of these uh, in wrestling? Because... Like in well in real life when you're uh parting ways with the with with someone or uh you know um you're gonna go on your separate ways. Hindi naman kayo nagsusuntukan, before parting ways. So um it's a reflection of real life, which I like in wrestling. Real life situations uh playing out on TV. Uh I'm I'm super okay with. So I just wish we can get more of these na. Na ibig di naman ibig sabihin na tag team pag magiwalay na mag mag away sila so they we can do more of this you know people uh with you know splitting up peacefully and you know saying I'm going this way you're going that way we're still we're still good you know so um I love this and I wish more of these can happen in the future. Not gonna lie, I thought they were gonna 
there were, somebody was gonna. I, I thought Trick was gonna turn on Meadow because you know, galawang, Same. galawang pro wrestling, pro wrestling brain, <laughs> and yeah, it is actually nice to have people break up amicably as a team, right? Like you don't see that every time, but it does happen, right? It's like you know, uh, it's like it's like someone asking for a trade, right? Or leaving a team, right? So. Uh, it's not always it's not always in in bad spirits, but sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do, and that's pretty cool. And that is, like I was saying, a sign of mature storytelling down in NXT. Because I but if this was Vince's brain, Vince would just have uh, Trick turn on Melo again, and then have him flounder because he's not that developed as as Carmelo Hayes, right? So, uh, and then you know he'll blame him for not being able to swim, and then so on and so forth until Trick Melo gets uh, Trick Williams gets uh, gets uh, released by uh, ADHD Vince, right? So that's pretty, you know, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good of them to you know um, not. Uh, to try something else and then have uh trick try to do his thing and try to uh, step up with this uh uh different role right? without having to you know do a stereotypical heel turn yeah uh very refreshing stuff from nxt and that's why it's still the best wrestling show that people aren't talking about as much uh, you know, it's, it's kind of sad that after the reformat in 2021, it kind of had that that tag on it. Yeah. You know, people would avoid NXT. Um, and yeah. Forget mm-hmm. that it was like the best thing on TV for a number of years. And no, to, no, sorry, to be fair, because people are avoiding it now because the acting is bad because it's porn acting. Like I like to say, uh, people you know tend to um take the performances as face value because even though the wrestling is good there it's not like the bloodline acting so that's why people are turned off but uh i don't know i mean like they're trying you know not everyone is an actor but i mean people in the main roster not everyone not everyone can hack it as well so sayang because they've been doing some really good work too and um it's not you know acting is one part of it like yes storylines are big are an important thing but um it's developmental this can we can we not forget that you are literally developing people down there. <laughs> yeah. And the best part is, if you follow NXT, it must seamless in your transition when these people move to the main roster. Like, uh, when someone like a Grayson Waller makes his debut, people like us, we've been new. But uh, for everyone else, they're like, who the hell is this Waller guy? And why is he the, uh, the Australian Miz? <laughs> so, uh, then people like him. Then Oh, he's actually pretty good. Right? Yeah. So, yun, uh so many reasons to get into NXT, man. I swear, this podcast is like uh, mostly an advertisement for NXT at this point. Uh. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for the audio-only parts. As always, if you have any comments, you know where to find us on Twitter and on TikTok. It is at Wrestling2XPod. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, it's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Let's get to some plugs. Let's start off with Chino. Yes. So it's around the same time last year where I did my first one-hour special. So I decided to do it again. My second hour ever in stand-up. Uh, it's happening this August 26th, uh, Saturday, 9 p.m., Wicked Dogs BGC. As you can see, I am bringing some friends with me as well. Uh, Rondo Latre, Chan Chan Kunseng, uh, Jeannie Lakai, and Judd Gregorio. That is for happening this Saturday. Sorry, three Saturdays from now, August 26th, Wicked Dogs BGC. For tickets, all you have to do is go to comedymanila.ph. All the shows will be there. All the stuff that you want to know about stand-up will be 
on comedymanila.ph. Also, hey, I just started recording my podcast again. So please uh, check out the first episode of Season 4 of the Class Clown Podcast. It's up on Spotify. And for everything else, it's at Chino Supersized. All right. Uh, for me, I want to plug this new podcast I'm a part of. Uh, I'm recapping Heel Season 2. So if you're watching that show, wherever the high, uh, high seas you sail, uh, I'm recapping that on Post Show Recaps, which is a sister network of Rob as a Podcast, uh, which is a survivor-centric uh, network I've been following for years. So American and Canadians yung audience nila. And I get to cover it alongside Grace Leader, who's a very talented co-host. So uh, if, if, you, if you're following the journey of the DWL, you can follow it with us on post-show recaps. Just look for the Heels Season 2 recap over there. It's not hard to find. Uh, another plug, Shempre SummerSlam on the WWE Network. If you are Team Bahai for the PLE, then uh, go catch it on Disney+. Plus. Or if you want to you know, uh, do your thing and find the Tagalog commentary, you know what to do. You know what's up. Let's put over a Rose podcast as well. Uh, it's Unmasked, uh, The Adventures of Ro Moran and Sandata. The new episode for this week is about the second biggest debacle in Philippine wrestling history, which is Manila Madness, a show that I had the uh, fortune and misfortune of being a part of. I won a battle royal there, but also we displaced fire evacuees. So yay, you get to hear all of the details over on the most recent episode of Unmasked. Stan, Daniel, my question, kaba? No, I just want to say yung latest episodes probably my latest uh, favorite episode so far because yes, narinig ko na yung what happened before on your pod on this podcast, but Ro went into details and nabigla ko dun sa fact na there were only five people watching, like five people who paid to go there. And Dude, to my memory, there were only three people. So I'm glad <laughs> Ro remembers another two extra people there. It was George Pastor, friend of the podcast, Martin Vicentro, friend of the podcast, Anthony Coelho, friend of the podcast, and two other people I can't seem to remember. Yeah, so again, uh, uh, if you haven't listened to this episode, please do. Like th- For me, this is my favorite episode of the podcast so far. So many things I know on that episode that really like na pa wow ako or like so like whoa those moments those yeah, are whoa whoa thank you for thank you for putting the pod over Emil yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but but yeah you know you can ask us these questions offline right so yeah. you can always just DM us about this stuff uh, we're, we're open books here. Um, last plug MWF on Rock of Manila TV thank you so much to the RJ Network to the big boss Ramon Asinto himself and Rock of Manila for having MWF there we made our debut on July 31 and every Monday at 9pm you can catch the show on Rock of Manila TV it's MWF Action Novella TV you get to hear Rose Dulcet Tones alongside Sunny Go they're on commentary and all the antics we get up to on Oro Plata Mata and everyone else who's part of the MWF universe mapapanood nyo every Monday night at 9pm Simul Castian on TV sa Rock of Manila and on the Facebook and YouTube channels of Rock of Manila TV. For everything else, it is at wrestling 2 Pod on TikTok and on Twitter. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, it's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Individually, it's at Chino Supersize, at Monday Night Rowan, at EML underscore Meister, at Row is War, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Jasper at the controls and everyone else behind the scenes 
over at Podcast Network Asia. Thanks for tuning in and for catching us wherever you might have found the podcast. And on behalf of Romoran, Chino Liao, and Emil ASH, my name is Stan C saying stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. See you at SummerSlam. Peace out. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 